We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. to the welcome to the dgd podcast folks look at you i like that shirt <clears throat> i'm just gonna let this be known this is an basically an emergency show change um if you're not or have you not heard if you're listening to this uh nick saban announced his retirement just a mere few hours ago um monumental news for college football um, Keon, first things first, heard the news. Chris Lowe um, reported it first. Huge news, but what does it mean for Georgia? We're going to talk about that. Um, let us know in the comments what your thoughts are about Nick Saban's retirement. What does it mean for Georgia? I want you to answer that question. But first, let's start the show off the right way with our friends at Apatios Roastery, located in Kennesaw, Georgia. Um, get yourself some damn good coffee. Listen, it is quite literally the, the coffee of champions. Uh, ask Tate Ratledge. Um, believe me when I say that. Um, go, to our, go to our website, dgdpodcast.com. Go to our sponsors, click Apotheos, and shop. When you do, use code triple C, that's CCC, and you'll get free shipping regardless of the size of your order and 20% of every bag of coffee that you buy or K-Cups goes towards the Classic City Collective because Apotheos is the coffee and cold brew partner of the Classic City Collective. Therefore, you are doing an NIL play by drinking some motherfucking elite coffee. So check out Apotheos. Hit our website. You see it right there. DGDpodcast.com. Get yourself some coffee today. Support them dogs. Keon. I want to get your thoughts on this Saban news. Caught me off guard a little bit, not gonna lie. But I think it's we knew it was we knew it had to come at some point. But what are your thoughts on this news? I'm gonna be all the way honest with you. Uh, it caught me off guard. Um, you know, he's the goat, man. 
got to respect his what he, what he's been able to do over there at Alabama, and you know uh, he's brought up a lot of coaches uh, under him, including Kirby Smart as well. And we here, us Georgia Bulldog fans, we're all grateful for him. Uh, with that said, the conference is ours. I knew you were going there. The conference is ours. <clears throat> Keon, I want to want to bring something up to you. Uh, saw a lot of Alabama fans just super hurt, uh, rightfully so. Um, but there was a lot of shit talk from a lot of Bama fans for so long. Uh, and and to those those fans, not everyone, not every Bama fan is like this. Let's be honest. But to those, here's what we have in store for you. There you go, Emma fan. There you go. Laughing at the pain, you know. Now that's just now that's not for all Bama fans by any means. No, but to the ones that deserve it, I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, heard some reckless shit, man. Heard some reckless shit. Say we try to tell people, man. I went, you know, talking to people. Listen, may or may not, but it makes sense. All the things were lining up. And just so happens that it did. Um, Keon, I want to ask you this. What are your thoughts on this announcement two days, or excuse me, two years to the day of Keely Ringo's pick six to win Georgia's first title oh, in man. 40 Beautiful. years? Beautiful. Uh, I absolutely love it. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm, now at this point, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of looking towards the season. I'm looking towards the offseason. I'm looking towards spring ball. And, you know, it's a great day. It really is. Um, you know, I'll tell you this. I'm not going to sit here and there – I would be I would be a fool to sit here and clown and laugh and make jokes about Nick Saban retiring without giving him respect. Um, listen, the man is the goat. Okay. I I understand it is he's Bama. I get it, but you cannot sit here and tell me otherwise that he is the greatest. If you sit here and tell me that he is not the greatest coach of all time, I I can't take you seriously. The, The dude has earned my respect. So listen, hats off to an excellent career. 100%. 100%. Excellent career. Excellent career. 100%. Yeah, there, I don't know. Even if you don't, even if you hate Alabama and you hate Nick Saban, you still have to sit there and understand what that man did for college football. He made, he made people hate college football because he was that good for that long. Just going to leave that there. No, that's a fact. Just going to leave that there. Um, but with that being said, you know, he can write off with Terry and, you know, listen from a Georgia fan, I wish you the best in your, in your retirement. No, I really do. hundred percent. Um, no jokes, no bullshit. Wish you the best. You earned it. You earned it. You earned it. 
Um, John Sam, welcome to the brigade. Star Wars, what's good? What is going on, Brennan? What's up? What are Brennan? John, John saying that Dan Lanning and Eric Bieniemy have been contacted by Bama, which leads us into this. Way too early boards are all over the place. Yeah, but I believe a lot one of, people, of those. A lot of people have been saying Dan Lanning. Yeah. It, listen, Al, Nick Saban has built Alabama from a reputation standpoint and, and as a, a machine to the point where anybody, if they come calling, you listen. No, 100%. I think I think you would have to. You would have to. Yeah, I, I mean, the way how I'm looking at it, uh, you know, of course, outsider looking in, I would assume – uh, they got three coaches that I think they definitely you have to reach out to um, in no particular order. You got Lane Kiffin, you got Dan Lanning, and honestly, you got Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, at this point, you might as well check all three of those boxes. You know, if, if depending on which Bama fans you ask, you know, two of those were kind of groomed uh, at the point in time to take over Bama with Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. So. Uh, but definitely I think they're going to reach out to those guys plus many more. Um, I hope it's one of those three guys, truthfully, just so that we can potentially keep Glenn Schumann. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of the route I'm hoping. I think it would, for what it's worth, man, I think Landon would be an excellent hire, but at the same time, like does, does Bama look at Georgia's success with hiring Kirby smart? and try to make an attempt for Schumann. And what I mean by that is this. When when Mark Creek was fired and Georgia hired Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart had no head coaching experience, just a long-term D.C., right, been there with, with Saban, and it paid off for Georgia. Now, Georgia also has the resource, same as Bama, right? Schumann's a, Schumann is an alum of Alabama. If you're, not, if you're not aware, he's an alum from, from Alabama. Kirby is on the line from Georgia. It ties out, and the and the stories are similar. But I, to me, I just feel like this is going to be a bigger name in a sense of with some coaching experience, head coaching experience. I think you're going to see an elite recruiter because Bama's built themselves up to be that way, and it and it take you're not going to replicate Nick Saban. You're just not. But you're going to try to find the closest thing to it. That you can, if you will. So I think you're looking at somebody like I think Dan Lennon, he's young. I think you're gonna find somebody young in this, by the way. Um, to me, it makes sense because the game of college football as a head coach and, and really as a coach in general, you have to be adaptive to the literally the hyper change, the hyper hyper realistic changing of college football. It is it is changing faster than you can blink your eyes. It's a 24-7 job. It's a 25-8, if you will. Um, there's you're, you're managing your own roster. You're trying to get in the portal. You're high school recruiting. It is, it is taxing. It is very taxing. And I'm not even here sitting here saying this. I'm just watching it from the outside, and it looks that way. No, I can definitely only imagine – I can only imagine what those guys are going through uh, when it comes to that. Yet again, you you touched on a couple of points already that I agree with, um, whether if you're trying to keep guys on your roster, whether if you're trying to go out there and get guys in the portal or even potentially, you know, try to, you know, of course, 
nudge the idea of a certain player on other teams to get on to get into the portal. Uh, I feel like at this current point in time of college football recruiting season or recruiting season, it's never over. John Sam brings up a good point here. It looks like a, a quote from something saying that Saban's close relationship with Enemy, talking about Eric Bieniemy, uh, has led Alabama officials to make a strong push towards the NFL offensive coordinator. Saban wants Bieniemy to take over the Alabama program. Now, I don't know where uh, where John found this. So if you let me know where you found that, please do. Um, I'd like to kind of cite that source, that, that quote. But to me, Eric Bieniemy is an intriguing name, right? Which leads you to show that Alabama is going to get attention from not only the collegiate ranks, but the NFL. Yeah. Absolutely going to check out the NFL. I mean, I think there's a couple of guys that you would, you would kind of hope they take a shot at, you know, I mean, you also got Mike Vrabel who also not too long ago got uh, fired from Tennessee as well. I can see them making a push for him, even though he has many offers going around as far as the NFL. There's a lot of speculation of where he could go, but I do think this is going to be a high market job. I do think there's going to be a lot of people that you're you're going to see different names get thrown out there. Um, I just think at this point, just sitting and waiting and seeing what happens is probably going to be the best thing, but uh, definitely pay attention to it up close. I don't think you're going to be waiting long. I think that yeah, I think they make hire quick. Yeah, I think it's going to happen within the next seven days. I'm not going to lie to you, but you know, it's it's going to continue to develop as the time continues to go on. I think with 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 Alabama in this state right now, right, like the the portal can be a can be a detriment to you to you right now without a head coach, and especially that one, right? Without Nick Saban, I mean, you already had. Um, Ryan Williams decommit. Listen, he's more than likely going to Auburn. Let's not let's not play ourselves here. Uh, my thing is this: What does it mean for the kids in the portal? I think I think Alabama has to act fast and get the right hire too, but act fast. What are your thoughts? I think the kids that are even in the portal, they also have to act fast in a sense because with these uh, with all of the stuff going on with Nick Saban retiring, I think it's going to bring a lot more attention two more of the Alabama players that are going to jump into the portal. So, I mean, if, if you're a kid in your, in the portal and you're watching this, definitely make your move quick. I mean, honestly. Um, but overall, I do think it's going to bring a lot of light to those kids that are planning on hitting the portal. And I, I think if you're a coach in the SEC, you know, your ears kind of perk up a little bit. Especially if there's yeah, certain, I mean, especially if there's certain positions that you're looking. It's not even the SEC. Well, no, I'm talking it's about just in general, but just like in the conference, if if you're yeah. a coach inside of the conference and you're trying to fill some holes, you want to make a move quick. It has to. Have Lane, Kiff, Lane Kiffin is sal- Lane Kiffin is salivating. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, Lane Kiffin could be one of the people that you know could potentially be Alabama's next head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, John's just dropping names, man. I'd love to know where John's getting this information because we're live right now. But he's saying Bama's also reached out to Bobby Slowick, Dabo, uh, Dabo, Marcus Freeman, and Neil Brown. So it's they're moving. They're moving. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it's all going to play out. Um, one thing I don't, one thing I don't understand at this point, but you know, maybe I might not be the right one to asking questions, but. How the hell did Auburn do this? 
How you get, like, potentially, they're on the verge of getting Ryan Williams, which would then mean that they have three five-star wide receivers. Who's the quarterback? Still, I, I think Uncle Rico might try to find his way. I mean, honestly. I heard I heard Forrest Gump's got a slow brother that's that's actually got some eligibility. I mean, he must be from Greenville or something. I don't know. Probably. I mean, it, it's just, I look at it, and it's, it's very intriguing to me, but... um. Nevertheless, this offseason, what a way to kick off the offseason. Nick Saban retires. Wow. All we need now, all we need now is the uh NCA college football. Looking at y'all, NCA. Let's make a move. By the way, by the way, while there hasn't been an announcement, make this man the cover. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Nick Saban? Why not? Uh why not? So explain to me why not. I understand you put Jaden Daniels. I, I've heard that logic. But you're talking about the fucking goat of college football. So why not on that kind of return? So here's what I would do, right? I would drop the the standard met or the stat the standard NCAA, excuse me. I would drop Jaden Daniels on there. Put him on there. The deluxe edition, you talk about like the goat edition or something like that. Yeah, like a, like a pro- Fam, the ultimate team edition, boom, hit hit them with Saban on the cover. You know, dude, you know Alabama fans would buy that shit up quick. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, can't blame them, I suppose. I think any and everybody would buy that just to see what all it comes with. But truthfully, I think that'd be the best way to do it. I wouldn't put him on the cover just off well, why don't of the you standard. Do, well, why don't you do like an Xbox and a, a PlayStation? You could do that too, where you have different – Different covers? Nah, because I think it's cro- I think it's crossplay. I don't know much about games. I don't really play them, man. No, nah, so. I do. I do. So, uh, I think it would be. I think NCA is going to be crossplay this this go around. Where no matter if you're on PlayStation Five or if you're on the new Xbox, you'd be able to get it and and go there. But that's what I would do. I would on the standard NCAA, you would have Jaden Daniels, but like the deluxe like the ultimate the, edition the ult- yeah. well it would probably be the ultimate team edition i would put nick saban on the cover on the cover i, don't I think know you got i think you got to include i think you got to include him somewhere what's going on parker welcome in Keon. let's let's transition some to some georgia here that moment if you remember that clip of kirby and saban kind of talking and embracing in the sec yeah. title game before the game yeah it's it's a little bit different now, doesn't it? Well, see, to me, I felt like that was that was like the telltale sign that he was retiring. I felt like this was going to be it, especially at that moment. But to finally see how it all played out, like it, because if, even if you go back and you listen to that clip again, it sounds like a farewell. Like Kirby is like, oh well, you know, I appreciate everything that you've done for me, everything you've done for me up until this point. Boom, boom. They shake hands and they go their separate ways and the clip ends. To me, that sounds yeah. like it was a farewell from the very beginning. Good. I mean, farewell. it seems like it is now in hindsight for sure. 100%. Let's do this. So with Saban gone, obviously we don't know who's the head coach, but we assume it's going to be a marquee name. You, you have to assume this. What does that mean moving forward? Because we do go to Tuscaloosa. In week five, this upcoming season, I think the dynamic of that game is going to change. But I'm curious to hear how you think that that it changes if it does. 
Honestly, I think we're going to come into that game uh, very confident. Um, this It's going to be interesting to see who becomes the head coach. Um, but overall, I, th- I think you're – I'm not going to lie to you. I think we go into Alabama now and get that dub. I'm not going to lie. You know, keep in mind. Like anything can happen. It's too – it is way too early. But – Way too early it's prediction. Gonna be, it's going to have a weird feel to it. And I'm not saying it's going to be a bad feel. It's just going to be different because, again, it's it's been a it's been a thing since 2007. He's been on that sideline. You know what I mean? So when you're looking over to Alabama team that's not led by Nick Saban and he's not sick, right? Remember that COVID year? It's not that situation. It's going to be different. It's just going to be different. It's going to have a different feel to it. I hope that I hope that it turns out to still be a good game. I think it will be a good game because Bama still got the talent. They just do. Keon asked, so Parker asked, who is the new coach for Alabama football for next year? Let's do a way too early prediction. Let's see if we get it right. Yeah, go first. Who? Oh, oh you want me to go first? Thank you, sir. Um, if I had to choose, I'm. I, th- I think I think my man. Sam got is going to say this. I think if I haven't heard much about the enemy, but I see it. I see it. Uh, my body wants, my mind tells me landing, but my oh, my heart tells me the enemy because I think the enemy deserves a shot. He's been proven to be a damn good offensive coordinator. I'm just curious if he, if he gets the Alabama job as a first time head coach. Makes sense to me. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take John over here. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go be enemy just out of the just for out of the whim. Uh, I would say because yet again y'all know I have it. You know three different options whether it be Sark, Lane, or Dan. Um, I can make a case for all three. But then again, I can also tell you why all three would not take that that very same option as well. Um, my case for Dan is, you know, Dan might be in a situation where, you know, he really wants to come back down to the SEC. He wants to compete with the elite of the elite, uh, even though he's helped turn that program over there in Oregon all the way up. But, I mean, that could be another way for him to come back. Um, I could say Lane Kiffin. You know, he's been very vocal over the past few years when it comes to his roster and what they're equipped to do and, uh, you know, the limitations that they really have there at Ole Miss. So I could see it also being him. I could also see it potentially being Sark, where Sark, you know, he really wants to truly win that national championship. He's also, you know, very grateful to Saban for, you know, take going out on a limb for him you know, coming back from his uh, bouts of adversity. So I could see it being him as well. I could also say it could be none of the three. I could also say that Lane Kiffin has went into the portal to help build up his roster. And, you know, he doesn't want to just leave those kids high and dry. I could say that Dan Lanning, you know, even though he, you know, made them a better team, he's also – 
gotten them to step up as well when it comes to recruiting. They've recruited the trenches well, especially if you're looking at this 2024 class. Um, and on top of that, you know, he might be comfortable at Oregon. He might like he might like Oregon. He might like the West Coast. Um, and then Sark, I could also say Sark could decide not to take it as well because of the simple fact, you know, you've really tried to establish yourself in, here in Texas. You tried to or you want to not only establish yourself, but, you know, you went out here and you grabbed Arch and you don't want to just leave Arch and everything else that you're trying to do. You're trying to establish a foothold yet again in the state of Texas to truly assert the fact of Texas being the flagship of the state. So, I mean, for all three, I can make the case for and against um, my two, though, that I think it would really come down to. I think it comes down to either Dan Lanning or Lane Kiffin. I think that's a good pick. I think I would say Lanning out of the two. <clears throat> Just my thoughts. But I, like Lane Kiffin transcended that offense from what we remember Alabama as being a bully ball, murder ball type football team. And, and Lane Kiffin comes in and immediately transforms that to what we're used to seeing the Bama of modern Bama, if you will. Just airing it out, pro receiver, left and right. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's interesting to watch. It very well is. Um, I could see either one of those. I again, I could also see the enemy too. I think I think that was a very interesting name. I didn't even think about right. Like I didn't think about that, but it turns out it's actually a pretty interesting name because it would bring a dynamic to that offense. Hundred percent. Um, I mean, you're still getting a young. I mean, you're still getting youth too. You're getting younger, obviously, but you know, again, I, I just think you look at a guy that's got some head coaching, ultimately too. So, you know, while I, I like being to me there, I, I do also think that you have to take into context the head coaching experience. I think you're going to try to find somebody with it. So, yeah, no, I we'll think, see. I think, we'll see. I think if you're going in that direction, I think Lane Kiffin would really be the answer. You know, he's a, he's a veteran coach. Um, so, you know, I think he might be that route. Plus, you know, he's not a stranger to Bama, the way how they play. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But then again, I could also say, man, this is it's, it's one of those ones. It's a back and forth thing because, yet again, you could also say with Dan Lanning, you know, he's a young coach. You know, the game of college football, the game of football, yeah. period, no matter if you want to talk college or NFL, it's getting younger and younger and younger. So I could see a situation where it could be Dan. I mean, he's definitely – he's he's relatable to players. I think the players gravitate toward him. Right? I mean, we see that at – we see that at um, – we see that at Oregon, right? 100%. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think, like I said, you're not going to have to wait too long. Right, uh, Brennan says if he was leave, uh, if he was landing, he wouldn't leave Oregon, but he thinks he will go to Bama. I mean, dude, listen, from an NIL perspective, guys, NIL, I think I think Oregon with Phil Knight there, like Phil Knight's ready to spend some damn money. They ain't got Tiger to pay for anyway anymore. Yeah. So there's some money there, some extra allocation of resources. Shout so, out, shout outs to Tiger. You know, there you go. for shizzle. Yeah, you know I'm saying get. Getting to the bag, something crazy, something crazy. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> I just think this is going to be a very interesting uh, search, and I think it's crazy because I also think that everybody in the conference 
their eyes are a hundred percent glued to this situation to see, all right, so who's gonna go here? Oh, are they gonna take our coaching staff? It's it's literally gonna be a domino effect. I mean, a hundred percent will. We know, especially with something like that, because like I said, you're gonna take from you're you're not gonna go and do what Florida did and grab Billy Napier. You're not gonna do that. Oh no. Just not you're not gonna do that. So I, I mean, for what it's worth. I wonder, yeah. I wonder who he might so whoever the head coach might be. Well, they gotta they gotta bring in a DC too. But I think I'm curious now that the head coaching job opened, they probably wait for the DC, hire the head coach first, get the DC. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I've been hearing, of course, amongst our group chats, you know, there's there's Georgia fans are like, oh, we're gonna lose Glenn Schumann. I'm like, uh, I think the only way we lose Glenn Schumann is if he's if he becomes the head coach. And yet again, I don't think Bama. He's not going to do a lateral move. I mean, yeah, no, he's not. I, I just don't think that Bama is a is a school that you start, you know, well, your first coaching tenure. Well, the problem is the the factor of the alumni factor does matter, but I think the the Georgia DC job is better than most head coaching jobs. Like, I'm not saying that in a sense. Like, if an elite head, like I think a top tier level school comes calling for a head coach, I think you look at it, you have to. Alabama is the one. Alabama is the one. If they wanted to go for Glenn Schumann, I think Glenn would pop. That's 100%. the one. That's the one. Um, just, I mean, just the ties and everything. But if he doesn't and they go somewhere else, I, I will say this. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Oh. Georgia defense is still going to be set, though. Regardless. So, regardless. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do this, man. Second sponsor of the night, guys. Y'all know them. Y'all love them. We love them, too. Alumni Hall. Check them yes, out at Athens, Athens GA 1791 Oconee Connector. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Twitter, the Bird app or X, right? We're live on X, by the way, um, at Alumni Hall UGA. Or you can go to our website, dgdpodcast.com. Hit that Sponsors tab. Go down to Alumni Hall. Support the show. Like shopping through our website, or if you're in stores and you're in Athens, drop by, tell them we sent you, mention the show, and you'll get 10% off your order. So make sure you check them out. Listen, they got licensed Nike, Cutter, and Buck, uh, Keon, you name it, they got it, right? It's just what they do. It's what they do. Thank you, Alumni Hall. Now, the main question of the night, Keon. What does Nick Saban's retirement mean for Georgia? I'll tell you what it means. This is Georgia's conference to run away with, given the 100%. opportunity. 100%. Not saying not saying they will. Not saying they will because it's easier said than done. But it appears that the only kryptonite to Kirby Smart has been Nick Saban. To, you know what I mean? In my opinion. And now that kryptonite has gone. So it will be very interesting to see what that means for Georgia because I think Georgia can run rough shit over this conference as long as Kirby Smart's there. Honestly. Just going to leave that there. Just going to leave that there. I, I think it gives Georgia a huge opportunity um, to assert their dominance and hold that – basically just start to – you know, hold that grasp over the conference because Bama did it for so long, so long. 
So I think Georgia could easily do this, considering how well Georgia, you know, how well we're recruiting at consistent levels, right? And just, you know, all the factors that tie into this, if you will. But I also look at it this way. I'm not saying Bama's going to fall off a cliff. I don't think that happens. Bama's set up to sustain themselves well enough not to do that. But they better be careful because it is extremely hard and the pressure is on whichever human being accepts the job as the next head coach at Alabama. So I'll tell you this. I think if Alabama, if they if they decide to hire Lane Kiffin, I could see a world where they're back in the SEC championship this upcoming season. I think if they hire Dan Lanning, I mean, they might make it. Maybe. They're not winning it. I mean, fair. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens, for sure. Um, I just think that, you know, what is recruiting going to look like? Depending upon who becomes the new head coach, because we, we Georgia and Alabama has been in recruiting battle after recruiting battle after recruiting battle for the whole tenure of Kirby Smart. Now you now you have that recruiting pitch that you don't have to worry about saving because he's gone. Facts. That could that could make or break some key decisions. For I mean, just think about it. Just think about that. There's a couple names that I'm not going to mention that Man. we know all too well that Man. that could matter. Because I mean, if if Nick Saban's there or not there, excuse me, I think you've got some new. I think you've got some Bama guys definitely in uh, in the red and black. Hundred percent. Well, well, yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, asked this question, and Brennan says that it means Kirby is the best head coach in college football and is a huge gap. I mean, I agree. Um, I think especially if you're looking at the way of where Georgia is trending, you look at, you know, just a record over these years of what Kirby has been able to accomplish here at Georgia and leading the dogs to back-to-back national championships in the college football playoff, the hardest era to win a national championship. I mean, I don't think that that goes – I don't think that falls under deaf ears under any circumstances. I think a lot of people understand, you know, not only what it takes but how difficult it is and, you know, to see the process and the progress and the success of the dogs. Yeah. I mean, I'm very interested too, right, with with just the news and how recent and how how new everything is and how – just the dynamic around this whole situation. I'm, I'm going to, I, th- I think everybody is who is going to hit the portal for out from Alabama. Now that this pops, right. It's, it's about to get interesting. And I mean, interesting. 100%. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put people in the portal. I don't do that. But yeah. if they hit, We'll know. You'll you'll know if it's somebody that I'm thinking that does. And and if they hit the portal, Kirby Smart, I know you listen to the show. You know who I'm talking about. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, man, man, look, look. I yet again, I don't want us to get ourselves too excited, but uh no, if, if we're we're on the same line, we're thinking the same 
we're, we're thinking the same the same names if you know we're able to get in with those guys and you know bring them here i think what this team looks like coming into 2024 is prime monstars if i know you for sure I know, I know you remember the monstars yeah who doesn't does <laughs> we're talking about michael jordan not this lebron shit all right yeah no definitely michael jordan definitely brandon trying to make us trying to play guess who like calm down not even that not even not even that one brennan not even that mm -hmm. I, i've got i've got one name same letter and i mean he, he's 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 tied to the show technically too if you get where i'm going here's your clue guess it um Kim. so we, we talked about what it means for georgia right by the way last night we do a show because monday's national title so we moved the show to <laughs> tuesday we moved the show to tuesday wednesday for this week and we sit here and, and last night if you didn't listen i highly suggest you to go listen to it it was really really thoughtful and insightful in my opinion yeah basically talking to all these transfer guys, right? And how yeah. we, in, you know, what our expectations are. Guys, yeah. shall I say while the podcast is uploading for your viewing pleasure, <laughs> we get news that Jaden Mayava <laughs> flips from Georgia to, to USC <laughs> as the podcast is loading. Guys, I can't make this shit up. <laughs> so I, I literally, I'm sitting here looking at this, and I'm like, oh. like you got to be fist fucking me right now, aren't you? Like, <laughs> here I am uploading this good podcast, this content, and all of a sudden we get this news. Smiling at the computer too, like, oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> like, pe like people about to catch, you know, about to get their head spinning. It's like oh. people go, you know, our listeners are gonna sit here and like. Man, he's gonna make an impact. He's gonna make an impact. I feel good about Jade Mayava. And then welcome guys tonight. Jade Mayava <laughs> flips to USC. Wait, what? <laughs> what what you were just talking him up? Yeah, I no. still I, listen, just because he flips, man, he's still a good quarterback. I've seen his tape. I think he's a good quarterback. So the first Polynesian quarterback in USC history, which is crazy to think. But yeah, welcome, and welcome ours. To them. Welcome to the white boys. Welcome to the white boys over there in Cali. But. Right. I mean, honestly, you know, that was the first Polynesian quarterback for us for all of five minutes. And then <laughs> shit. Who who had the better career? I saw this on I saw this on the bird <laughs> app, dude. I want you to understand this. I want if you're in the chat and you're listening to this, answer this please in the comments. Who had the better Georgia career? Jaden Mayava <laughs> or Jamie Newman? Oh God! Who had the better oh, career? God. Who had the better career? Shout out Jay Will. <laughs> Shout out Jay Will on that. Oh my God! <laughs> my answer, my answer, my answer is simple. It was Jamie Newman because at least took a practice in. You know what I mean? No, that's that's a fact. At least he put on, you know, the G and then just went to practice. I not mean, even really because he, he probably put, practiced I mean, with red hats. Nah, he he well now nah, he put the pads on at least. Yeah, I'll take it for what it's worth. That that counts. That matters for something. I mean, that, that's more. I mean, yeah, listen, yeah, we're joking around. All joking aside, though. I mean, like again, wish him the best there. But it's just, 
it's just one of those things where it's the indecisive, right? The indecision was kind of one of those things that are like, really? Like, mm, okay, whatever. Still think Georgia needs to go get a quarterback out of the portal. I think it'll be interesting to see um, what happens here. Because, I mean, Georgia's going to go find a quarterback. I just think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but it might be the second cycle now, if you yeah, will. That, that, that go-go quarterback went go-go gone. I, I didn't know that it was just going to happen like that. Like my boy Jake Crane says, going, going, gone. No, for real. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to throw that side note there because I thought that was very ironic that as it was uploading, hey, <laughs> he's flipping to USC. Are we serious? <laughs> I th- if you would have been a fly on the wall, man, you would have sit there like I was talking to myself hard. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, here I am uploading this shit. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. But, um, Keon, let's let's wrap this thing up, man. Um, what are your final thoughts for the situation here? Uh, let's put this Nick Saban uh, retirement talk to rest for the time being. I think there's going to be some dominoes that are falling, so expect more from this. But for now, the official retirement aspect we can put to bed. Final thoughts on it before we go home, send it home for the night. Yet again, congratulations, Nick Saban, on uh, – uh wonderful career uh happy for you and miss terry um yet again appreciate you for training up my current coach uh kirby smart but um yeah no hell of a career best of luck to you in your future endeavors enjoy retirement i also want to say this because this this was an idea a thought that i had in my head earlier just real quick we're gonna take a quick trip to the nfl real quick Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are both best friends. Mm-hmm. Tinfoil hat on, right? Okay. What if what if they both retire the same year and they go fishing on on the yacht or on the boat? I mean, he's got a house in Lake Jupiter, so they can go visit and have a sleepover if they want. They can become best friends and do karate, uh, do karate in the garage. Yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Terry might not like that. No power tools. No power tools. No, no power tools. That's a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, you, you said what I was going to say. I mean, obviously, hats off to the legendary career that you had, right? Um, just ahead of, ahead of the game all the time. Just. Uh, it's so hard to really say, right? Like he was just ahead of the game, right? You look at, I felt like he, you know, the fact that he brought in Lane, right? When he did, it was the perfect timing because he evolved that offense at the perfect time because it changed the way SEC defenses are recruited, how they play. You see what I mean? Uh, I mean, think about it, man. His offense, right? Lane, his 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 ability to to foreshadow and see the game change, to bring in Lane Kiffin, ultimately shifted Kirby's defense. And look at how he viewed the linebackers because before Lane Kiffin, 240, 250-pound linebackers. Now you look at guys, what we've got right now, 225 and moving sideline to sideline. A lot of linear linebacking play back in them days before Lane Kiffin. So, I mean, while we talked about Lane Kiffin, it was Nick Saban that brought him on. Right, had a tolupsuous pass or whatever you want to call it, a rough pass. Right, um, I mean he's rehabbed uh, Sark, 
there's a lot of guys. Um, just, I mean, the tree doesn't stop. I mean, the, the tree is impressive. Think about the 2015. Think about 2015 coaching staff for Alabama. That shit was insane. I mean, just looking at the teams of which I support, because not only did he have Kirby Smart over there, but he also had Brian Dayball over there being, I believe, the quarterback coach or the or the OC. Uh, remember the SEC championship game where Tua where uh, Tua comes in for Jalen Hurts? Um, shit, it's, it's, or, it, I forget it. I forget. But you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, though. That like he's so. also at Brian. He's also at Brian Dayball over there as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, well, his I mean, coaching, and just, Dan Lanning at some point. Am I right? Like, well, yeah, he was a grad assistant on 2015 team because you that 2015 team you had Lane and Kirby, you had Mario Cristobal, you had Dan Lanning, you had holy shit, um, Bill, Billy Napier because he was a Nap- wide receiver. Nap- Napier. There's so many Power Five head coaches that were on that 2015 staff in all facets of the coaching staff. It's 100%. insane. It's insane. Um, but with that being said, though, Keon, let's wrap this thing up for the night, man. Um, we'll be back Monday. Hey, we need your help, listeners, watchers. Uh, Monday, we're given we're doing the DGD awards, so we're come prepared. Um, because we're going to be handing out some awards for this 2023 football season for Georgia. So I want you to come prepared to give us your thoughts and insight on these awards. Um, but with that being said, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, all the good stuff, right? Wherever you, if you're watching, listening, do what you do there, wherever you watch. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. We will read it. I will read it. And if I like it, I'll give it a like. I might even reply. Ron, and even if I don't like it. I'll probably, re- I'll definitely reply. Rob will read whatever's on that teleprompter. <laughs> right. Stay classy, San Diego. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, that'll be all for the night. That'll, uh, make sure to tune in Monday night, 930. Um, we're live on Twitter now, too, or X, if you will, too. So if you can't make it on YouTube, I, I like YouTube. But if you can't and you're on the Bird app, Hit up, hit us up on X. Come in and hit, drop some comments there. Um, it's giving you another option to watch the show. With that being said, have a great night and go dogs. Go dogs. Dogs on top. <laughs>